the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast as I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Word of God is written by God to tell us, the children of God, how to be the Christians our Father God wants us to be. One of the things it tells us to do is to be imitators of Jesus, our elder brother, and live life like he lived it too. We're supposed to use Jesus as our example of how we're supposed to live our life now that we're a part of the family of God. We're to follow Jesus' lead and do whatever he does and or do whatever he teaches or tells us to do. Whatever Jesus does, we're supposed to follow and do the same thing too. That's because Jesus did and lived exactly like the Father wants all of us to live. God wants all of us to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, get two, three, four, four, five, five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, come on. Get two, three, four, four, got five around you and tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, up in here in Jesus' name. Praise God. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter five and come on, get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. A word that's going to aid and assist you in moving forward into the fullness of the things that God has in store for you, as well as instruct you, as well as train you how to do it the way God wants you to do. I'm telling you today, you're going to be blessed by it in Jesus' name. Once again, if you've got your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. That's our foundational text of this awesome, awesome teaching. I say awesome teaching. Praise God that God's been giving me and you. We've been learning about being imitators of Christ. That's God's plan for me and you. God intends for us to be imitators of Christ. That's what he always planned for me and you. Those, those of us who are born again, I got anybody in here born again? Well, this is the thing that God wants you to do as a person that's born again. He wants you to be imitators of Christ so that you can be able to live out the life that he has in store for you. We're going to read our foundational text, do a minor review, small review. Then we'll move forward into this awesome, I said awesome stuff that I got for you. Come on, have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. And I'm telling y'all, y'all going to be blessed in Jesus' name. From those of you who think I can't do what God wants me to do. I'm going to give you a word to you. It's going to be able to share with you. Oh, yes, you can. That's if you do what God says do. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's start reading at verse 1. It reads, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. 
neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's what God is doing with his church right now. He's helping his church understand what the will of the Lord is. Because those of us who are his, we want to fulfill what the will of the Lord is. Is there anybody in here want to fulfill what the will of the Lord is? Praise God. That's, that's, that's a nice little number of hands. I thought it would be more than that. Is there anybody in here want to fulfill what the will of the Lord is? Praise God. That's more people. Praise God. That's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants us to do that. That's why he's coming to his church right now to be able to make sure we understand what the will of the Lord is. Why is that? Because a lot of times the church of the living God is confused about the will of God. We don't know what the will of the God is, or at least we act like we don't know what the will of the God is. Why? Because we're doing things that's so far outside of the will of God that we even wonder whether do you even know what the will of the Lord is. Well, the Lord wants us to know what the will of the Lord is so that we can be able to fulfill it and really act like we is. See, God is coming to a church right now, praise God, who has been oblivious to what they're doing, who doing things all outside of what his will is for them to be doing. And he's coming to his church right now, and he's saying... Wake up. Why is that? Because when people sleep, they don't know what they're doing. A person could be snoring while they sleep and don't even know it. And as soon as you nudge them and wake them up, they say, I wasn't snoring. You know, when they was shaking the, the, the chandelier downstairs, praise God, what they're snoring. But they didn't know they was doing it. Why? Because they were asleep. Just like the church of the living God must not know what it's doing. Because it's sleep. Because it's doing things all outside what the will of the Lord is. But God's coming to his at this particular time. I'm talking about from the pew to the pulpit. I'm talking about you and me and you, everybody too. He's talking to every one of us, and he's saying the same thing to me and you. He's saying, wake up. Because we've been sleepwalking. Everywhere we go, we're doing things all outside of what God said do. Every place we go, we're living out a life totally opposite of what God planned for me and you. We're doing things as though it's God's will, but it ain't, really ain't God's will. That's why God's coming to his church and said, I'm going to expose to you my will. I'm going to show you exactly what I want you to do. I'm going to show you exactly what is the life that I have in store for you. I'm going to show you even who you are as you so that you can be able to understand what the will of the Lord is and begin to act like he is. That's why I said, ye are children of light. Walk as children of light. That word walk means tread all about, which means everywhere you go. Everywhere we go, we should show who God is and show what God is about because we are children of light. Therefore, we should walk as light. Of course, we know the word light is talking about revelation. Which means that God has shown us who he is. Good see, sis. He's shown us who it is. Praise God. Now it's time for us to live this life like we really are his. He's coming to his church right now. Why is that? Because darkness is all over the place. It's all over the place. Darkness is moving forward right now. 
And the only reason why, the, why darkness can move forward is because light ain't doing what it's supposed to do. Because darkness, by definition, is an absence of light, which means darkness can only move forward where there is no light. But we are the light of the world. And if we live in this thing out like we're supposed to, darkness cannot proceed. And why? Because of you. But if we're not living this thing out like we're supposed to, darkness can keep moving forward like it do. I was telling the earlier service, praise God. I've been, I've been on this earth for a little while now. Not as long as it looked, praise God, but I've been on this earth for a little, long, little, little while now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be confused by the snow on the roof. Because there's still a lot of fire in the furnace. Are you listening to me up here? here? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody asked, how old are you, Pastor? I said, old enough to know what to do and young enough to still do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shout that both But anyway, the point I'm trying to raise out of all that, I've been on this earth for a few years now. Praise God. And I'm telling you the truth of the matter. I ain't never, I said, I ain't never. By the way, in case you're visiting here, when I go into Ebonics, I'm anointed like a mug. Praise God. Hallelujah. If I stay in proper English, then I'm just trying to impress you. Are you listening? But by the time I hit in Ebonics and bad English, I'm flat out anointed at that point. And so my, my English might be bad, but my preacher's going to be real good. So come on, flow with me for a second. I ain't never seen things happening like they are right now. I ain't never seen things happen so boldly and openly as they do right now. I ain't never seen darkness do what it do so, so, so boldly and so aggressively as it does right now. And the reason why is because the church of the living God ain't doing what it's supposed to do. Because we so busy trying to be like them that they got no reason to be like me and you. I'll repeat that again because we so busy being like them that they don't have no reason to be like me and you. Because when they look at you, they see them rather than look at you and see God. And so God is coming to his church right now because he's about to make a move. I say he's about to bust a move all up in the middle of this world. But before he do that, he got to get in line, his man, boy, woman, and girl, and get us to start living this thing like he wants us to live this thing out. How do we do that? As imitators of Christ. The Bible told us verse 1 of that, Ephesians chapter 5, it said, Be ye followers of God as dear children, and walk in love even as he walks in love. The word followers we found out already is the word imitators, which means God wants to be an imitator of God. No man has seen God at any time, but we done seen Jesus. And because we've seen Jesus, we can keep our eye fixed on him. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And he can be able to show us who the father is because he knows who the father is. He demonstrated while he was here that he was flat out his. Because even Pharisees would come to him at night and tell him, I ain't never seen nobody like you. I ain't never seen nobody walk like this, talk like this, and do the miracles that you do. And the reason why is because he was the walking, talking manifestation of God upon this earth. He was Emmanuel, God with us. And he came down here so that we can be able to know what to do so that once we become sons of God, too, after he finished doing the work on the cross for me and you, that once we accept what he did for me and you, become sons of God just like he is, too, we can also know how to be a son of God, too. Because we sons of God, those of us who are born again. I said we sons of God, those of us who are born again. I said we sons of God, those of us who are born again. And because we're sons of God, he, gave, he came for us as an example to be able to show me and you how to live this thing out once we receive the salvation that would come from you. Remember, the Bible called him the firstborn of many brethren. Anytime they use the word first, it's because there's some that come after that. Well, we the ones that come after that. He was the first begotten. I don't know which begotten is you, but we begotten too because we got boned again. <laughs> and as a result of that, praise God, we're supposed to be living this thing out in a specific way too. He didn't just come to pay the price from sin. He came to deliver us from sin. If somebody delivers you from something, you ain't in that no more. And see, unfortunately, the church is just, just happy about the fact that he paid for, that his sin's paid for. 
That's nice. I'm glad about that, praise God, because I couldn't pay for it. I couldn't ante up. You couldn't ante up enough to be able to pay for it. But he shed his precious blood for me and you, not just to be able to pay the price for me and you, but to introduce us to a new life as a result of that, too. Because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things supposed to pass away and all things supposed to come new and all things are of God. But when you look in our lives, we don't always see God. We're still looking at the rest of the world and what the world do, too. That's why God said, come on, church. Wake up, understand what my will is, and understand what I expect of you to do. God expects us to be imitators of him. Thank God for the word. Now, we find out that Jesus, if we're going to imitate him, he denied ungodliness and lived godly in this world. Therefore, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. In such a way as we live holy before the people. Jesus didn't sin. and he didn't, do, he didn't do it because he was God. He did it as the son of God, a son of man who was anointed by God to do what it is that God called him to do. A son of man who was studied, well learned in the word so he can be able to know what to do and how to live this thing out like he's supposed to. Well, that's supposed to be us too. We're supposed to be sons of God the same way. And so therefore, that's the way he wants us to walk each and every day. Turn over to 1 John chapter 3. This is still part of the review. Then we move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling y'all is going to be a blessing to you. As if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Now, if you ain't got an ear to hear, though, you know, praise God. It's always just good to see you in church. Praise God. You're looking good. Praise God. First John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, behold, which we know is a neon sign in the Bible. It's like, check this out. Don't miss this. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. Why? Because it knew him not. But notice, behold what manner of love the Father has for us. The opportunity that he has presented me and you to be sons of God is a demonstration of the love of God. God loved us enough to be able to allow us the privilege and the pleasure to become sons of God. What a privilege to be able to live a life as a person that we were not before. To be able to live a life better than we ever did before. To be able to step in life and that more abundant. That's what God's got planned for me and you. What a privilege it is to be a son of God. That's why it's an insult to keep acting like the sons of disobedience. Because it's a privilege to be a son of God. That's what I delivered you from. Why would you want to go back to that? That's what I took you away from. Why is it that you would keep going back to that? And being like a cleaned up pig to keep going back to the mud. Or being like a dog that continues to eat his vomit. God is talking to the church right now and say, come on, stop that. Stop that. Behold, check this out. Don't miss this. You must be missing this. The privilege that he's given us to be the son of God. And the love that he bestowed upon us to be a son of God. Now, 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 now. Since it's love that causes us to be sons of God, anything that he does to teach us how to be sons of God is love too. Anything he does to teach us how to be sons of God is love too. That means every instruction, every commandment that he teaches us to be able to know how to be a son of God is love. Pastor, you condemning me. Shut up, fool. I ain't condemning you. I'm loving you. Are you listening to me up here whenever I share this with you? Nobody condemning you. That's Satan talking in your ear telling you I'm condemning you. But he sent not in the son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. Are you listening to me over here? And I'm sending the word of God, which is the same thing the father sent into your life so that you could be saved. That's love for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He wasn't trying to condemn it. He was trying to make it better. That's why you ought to behold what manner of love this is. That even when the father's telling us how to be able to operate this thing like we're supposed to, that's still love. 
Mm-mm-mm. He told me I was doing wrong. That's love. He told me I ain't doing it the way it's supposed to. That's love. He told me I ain't living this thing out like it's supposed to. That's love. Praise God. Ooh, you got a pastor that love you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Shonda they both saw. Verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Of course, we already know, praise God, that this is speaking predominantly about the day that Jesus is going to split the sky, come get you and I. That when he come and get us and snatch us up, it's called a rapture. I'm excited about the rapture. Praise God. I'm, I, I, I'm excited about the rapture. Sometimes I hear some thunder. I, I almost jump out my car myself. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, by the time he show up, I'm going to jump part of the way up there. He's just going to have to catch me the rest of the way and take me up. I'm so excited about it. Anyway, hallelujah. I'm tired of asphalt. I want streets of gold. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm tired of all this stuff to be flying in the air in San Antonio. Praise God. Hallelujah. They got oak, poison oak and what's all this stuff to be flying around in the air, huh? It's crazy stuff. <laughs> Jack and hey, eyes all itching and looking all stuff crazy, nose all red, pray, or burgundy in my case. Praise God. Hey, man, how y'all messed up? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm tired of all this stuff. Anyway, but when we see him, we're going to see we just like him. We're going to see we just like him. But we find out we ain't got to wait till the end because God exposes us and shows us and reveals himself in this word. Shows us who Jesus is so that we can be able to learn what we're supposed to do and learn to operate like we is. That's why the following verse says, and every man that have this hope of being able to see the Lord when he come back. And have this hope that we're going to be able to see him like he is when we come back. And have this hope is going to purify himself even as he's pure, which means that's something we're supposed to do. We're supposed to purify ourselves, decontaminate ourselves. And begin to get this funk of this world off of me and you. So we can start living this thing like God planned us to. That's what he said. Hallelujah. So, so, so we found out. He said in verse 4, whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For the sin is a transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to do what? Take away our sin. And in him is no sin. Take away our sin. And in him is no sin. Now if I took something from you, you ain't got it no more. Which means if you did it because you had it before and I take it away, you ain't got it no more. Which means that one of the things that the Lord has done is not just to take us out of the slave market of sin in relationship to pay the price that we can be able to come out, praise God, but also to be able to take away the sin from me and you too. Hallelujah. That's good news, praise God. Because that means we're supposed to be able to walk through life without sin. That's his intention for me and you. But we found out that there are some things that he did in order to help that happen for me and you. We found out, verse 6 says, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. We found out there the problem is. There the problem is right there. The reason why folks still in sin is, is because they neither seen him nor they known him. That's why we found out that the word of God is designed to show you the Father. Show you who he is. Show you what's about and show you how to act like that when we're his. Why? Because when we see him like we're supposed to, uh, observe him, stare at him like we're supposed to, we get a chance to see some things about him that we didn't see when we just had that casual glance at him. If I was to stare at you for a while, I would see things about you that I didn't even know that about you. Praise God. I just saw that beautiful complexion that you had. So I stared at you. Praise God. And I found out it's a beautiful complexion with a few spots. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well covered, but spots. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you see the same thing with me if you stare at me too. Praise God. 
But at the same time, when we stare at the Lord, we see perfection. And remember, when we see him as he is, we'll see we just like him. Which means that we get a chance to move on to that same perfection too and begin to get changed. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, I believe it is, tells us that when we stare in the perfect law of liberty, which is that mirror that we look at to be able to show us who we're supposed to be, then when we keep looking at that thing, he says that we will behold it and then we will be changed into that same glory. To the point that this is the only mirror that doesn't just show you who you are, but it changes you who you're supposed to be. Does that, make, does that make sense to anybody up in here? That's what the word of God is doing. It's designed to change you into who you're supposed to be. This word changes you into who you're supposed to be. Little by little, lot by lot. But one thing for another, you will not be the same. You're going to get changed if you keep staring at this word. And we found out the second problem was that they didn't know him. The reason why they were doing what they do and keep staying in sin like they ought not do is because they don't know him. We found out that that word no means no absolutely, which means this ain't a casual knowing. Because so many people have a casual knowing of who Jesus is. None of y'all, but a lot of people have a casual knowing of who Jesus is. Oh, yeah, he's Jesus. Praise God, he's Jesus. He's more than that. Praise God, he's Jesus. He's more than that. Jesus Christo, the Lord of glory. Shut He's an awesome individual. Mighty, 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 mighty. That's who he is. Awesome, 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 awesome. When you stare at him and see who he really is. Does anybody hear me up in here? And mighty are the works of his hand. Including you. You part of the works of his hand too. So mighty is who you're supposed to be. And mighty ought to be how you live every day of your life too. That's why we found out Jesus is showing us who the father is. So that we can have the eternal life that he has in store for me and you. John chapter 17, end of the review. Let's get ready to dive into today's stuff for me and you. John chapter 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. In John chapter 17, we get a chance to listen to the real Lord's prayer. I said the real Lord's prayer. The other one was the disciples' prayer because the disciples asked him to teach us how to pray. And so he taught them how to pray. That wasn't his prayer. That was he told them what to say. This is when he prayed. We get a chance to see him pray here intimate with the father he said in verse one these words spake jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour is come glorify thy son that thy son may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him and this is life eternal this right here right here this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus whom thou hast sent. Notice, we found out that Jesus came to be able to show us the Father so that we can have life eternal. Life that starts and never ends. That's just like the one he wants us to have, which is God's kind of life. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to live the God kind of life. Not living the world's kind of life, living the God kind of life. Not living the world's life, but living God's kind of life, which is far, far better than anything that the world could ever offer. Yes, it is. But we found out in order for him to do that, in review, we found out that he did two things for us. He, number one, showed us his word, the father's word. And number two, he showed us the father's character. We found out he said name. He showed us the word and his name. He said, I kept him in your word and I kept him in your name. Why? Because so that they would be able to be able to remain in this, in this world where you wouldn't have to take them out of the world. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learn a little bit more about what our Father wants all of His children to do. That is, to be imitators of the God who made and who saved me and you. 
I hope even more that you're learning the things that we need to do. That is, if we're going to be the imitators of God like he wants all of us to do. So let's learn what to do and be the imitators of God that he wants all of us to be and do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that to church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just the thing for all the single, unmarried people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G to B. That's our glorified to be uniquely his singles fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints that's done on the fourth Friday of every month where all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.